Anything combat with Johnny K. Well, it's anything combat though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat Show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a really good Muay Thai coach at uh, Tulum Muay Thai. Please welcome the great Marcel Nibur. How are you, Marcel? Thank you, Johnny. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm good, bro. Finished finished the last session for the day, Monday, first day of the week. And yeah, a little tired now, but I'm good, bro. Thank you. <laughs> good. Um, my first question for you is an interesting one. What nationality are you? I know you're in Thailand, but I think you're like German or something. And what languages do you speak? Yeah, it's a little bit confusing, to be honest. So right now I'm in Mexico. I always travel a lot around, but I'm born and raised in Germany. My mom is from the Philippines. I also have Spanish roots. But um, yeah, right now I would say my base is here in Mexico. What countries have you traveled to? Um... I traveled to a lot of countries, especially thanks to the sport. I was in almost everywhere in Europe. Um, last, just, just the last two months, I was in the Netherlands, I was in Belgium, I was in Germany, I was in Israel, and in Mexico, and in Italy. Just the last two and a half, three months. Let's say it like that. But I was in Thailand, I was uh, multiple times here in Mexico, and um, yeah, kind of everywhere in Europe. I know you're a Muay Thai guy, but do you watch MMA? Yeah, I watch MMA for sure. Especially since I'm here, um, we also I also get to train with a few uh, MMA fighters uh, from big organizations, and I always follow the UFC kind of. I also have some fighters that I like and that I follow, and I like the entertainment aspect and I like the MMA sport, even if I'm a Muay Thai fighter. So yeah, I follow the MMA scene for sure. Who's your favorite uh, MMA fighter right now? What's a fight that you saw recently that you really enjoyed? Hmm. That's a really interesting question. But I like a lot of fighters, to be honest. But uh, maybe not style-wise, but in general, I really like Volkanovski. He's, he's small, but so strong and so smart and enduring. And uh, if we talk about like kind of a Muay Thai style, Gaston Bolanos, who's in the UFC right now. Uh, traditional Muay Thai fighter. Um, there are a few names that I that I would mention. Jose Aldo. So yeah, mainly strikers. Yeah, definitely. Marcel, who gave you the nickname? No problem. <laughs> That's a little bit. Um, it's a long story, kind of the the. I would say the name got me though. So it's a little bit coming to our training culture here in the gym and my coach Eddie Farrell. And uh, then also a fight, my first fight here in Mexico that I had also an MMA gloves in a big cage. Um, and after the fight and after all together, kind of everyone started to call me no problem. So, um, yeah, like life gave it to me. <laughs> when did you realize that you became a clinch machine? Oh, I don't know if I'm a clinch machine, but I like to clinch though. So when I went to Thailand the first times, I wanted to improve what I can learn in Europe, so I always went to FA Group, that is like pretty known for clinching in Thailand, and improved my clinch there a lot. And there are many clinch machines though. So when I started to go back then, or to different uh, different gyms where they're not so used to clinch, of course I was in a big advantage even if I'm smaller. And till now, like till today, I love the clinch, I love the technical aspect, but I also like the physical strength of it. So it makes me, it made me strong. 
when you're in Thailand, where are you training? And have you been to the Lumpini Stadium to watch the fights? I've been to the Lumpini Stadium. Um, and I never fought there, but I've been there. And uh, I mainly train in Bangkok. And one of my home gyms there is, like I said, FA Group, also in Bangkok. And yeah, maybe I, I'm going to fight at Lumpini in February, seems so. So um, yeah, not yet, but hopefully soon. Is your fighting career done? Uh, or no. would you... It's not done, so what do you have planned for the next five years? So my fighting career is definitely not done. I'm um, 25 years old now. I'm fighting for, I had my first fight in 2013, so 10 years now almost. But I also had like a two years fighting break. Um, I would say I'm still in the beginning, bro. I have like around 30 fights, that's for Europe not too bad, but I'm still gaining experience and um, growing as a fighter. And I think there's, um, yeah, way more, way more like space to grow and to be better and um, to go on the big stages, right? I mean, I put so much effort and work in the sport like all my life that I can't be done yet, bro. And when, I think there's a lot more potential. Around like 12 years ago, 12 to 13 years ago. So you would have been? 11, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you would have started at 11. That's 10, great. 11, who, got, yeah. who got you into the sport? I started with martial arts with six. I started with judo because of my dad. I practiced judo on a professional level and all of that stuff. But I stopped then for a bit because always something was missing and judo got kind of boring for me to that point. I didn't did it in competition or whatever, just for fun. And um, yeah, I was interested in a lot of different stuff. I was in a lot of trouble and I had always a lot of energy. So I needed something um, yeah, where I can put my energy in. And um, luckily, I, a friend like brought me to a club. But on the other hand side, I saw the Ong Bak movies and I saw Tony Jaa jumping around the air with his knees and spear elbows and all that shit. And, I wanted to try that, so I started to search. I saw Burkow. I will never forget the first video I saw was Burkow smashing these banana trees. And then banana I said, trees. Yeah. And then I said to myself, Yo, I want to be a beast like that. So I started Muay Thai. That's hilarious. I want to ask you seeing that your fighting career is not done, the one championship. Friday night fight Lupini Stadium events. I love them, dude. I think they're amazing. They're one of the best products in MMA right now out of every promotion. Mm -hmm. Would you want to fight on one of those cards? For sure. Definitely. I would love to. <laughs> Do you have an opponent that you're that you're eyeing that you said that you think right now in one championship that's in there that you think you could beat? Uh... I think so, yes. I don't want to talk too much, so I don't want to say like specific names, but I think that there are some guys that I can definitely fight and I can definitely beat. Um, I won't say that I will be the champion tomorrow because they are like pretty good guys, especially in my weight division. But bro, like I said, I'm young and everything is just a matter of time and I'm going to start on the bottom and go to the top. So let's see. One thing that you said that was crazy was that you're 25. I'm 20. We're only five years apart. Nice, bro. <laughs> Both young. Many years to um, go. Yeah, full on, full on. If we've started now, we're going to be here for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> what's the best part about being a coach? The best part of being a coach, I think, 
I would say the best part is uh, being also part of the success from the others. Like um, people are really grateful for which effort you put into them in general, normally, or they should. And um, so you see people grow and um, getting um, successful and whatever. But on the other hand side, also as a fighter, I grow a lot because you, you get kind of, you took uh, like different glasses on and you see the sport from a different perspective and you can also like, um, um, adapt from it and learn from it as a fighter. Your timing gets better, you have a better understanding of different techniques and tactics and you keep an eye on, on new things maybe. And uh, yeah, I think it improves you a lot if you like really um, put your effort in it. What's the worst part about being a coach? It's exhausting, bro. Like I'm a fighter and a coach, especially here at Tulum Muay Thai. I teach the pro classes, I hold pads every day, I train every day the same amount that every other fighter is doing as well, so it's exhausting, bro. There's a fighter that I really like, he's up and coming, he's like 17 years of age, he's fought in one championship, his name's Johan Ghazali, he's from Malaysia, and he's knocking people out in one championship, he's very, very young. Have you heard of him, and if yeah. so, what do you think about his skill level? I know him. I didn't like uh, watch too much of him, but of course I saw him. I saw him fight. I saw fight highlights of him. I saw him fight. He's good. He's young and good. Definitely. Definitely. There are a lot of talented fighters, I would say, you know. And um, the the one championship thing is, is a different game, bro. Like fighting with MMA gloves, is, it's not the common Muay Thai. It's a different sport, bro. Definitely. You see, like, you see like legends, like stars, the best of the best, getting beat by people that are not, not like close to their skill level, you know, in a Muay Thai perspective. Because of this small gloves are so dangerous, it's so real. So I think uh, there are opportunities for a lot of like young and talented fighters to, to, to get big, bro. And he's one of them. Definitely. Do you like the big gloves or the small gloves? I like both. In a Muay Thai perspective, I like five rounds and I like the, the Muay Thai style, the Muay Thai scoring, you know. Uh, but I also, I also understand the small gloves and I also fought in small gloves and I also like it. I'm like, I like both. I'm, I would be sad if like the four, five rounders and the traditional Muay Thai uh, will die. Like if that dies, I would be really sad because I really like it. Um, if I would choose, I think I would choose that one because we're talking about Muay Thai and that's history right there, you know, and um, the small gloves making it to a different sport. So if I would choose, I would choose the five rounds and the big gloves. But yeah, I like both. In when entertainment, to... bro, the small gloves are better. Like for the common, for the common average of people, I think the small gloves in the entertainment aspect are better. Definitely. Because also in Muay Thai, you have to be really into it. You have to understand the scoring, you know. It's different than just pointing or just landing a shot or whatever. So it's really specific, kind of. Um, so both have its benefits. Fighters have such an interesting job. Before their fight, they're training like crazy. Sometimes they don't even have a fight booked, but they have to be disciplined, and it, that takes a lot out of them. You can get burnt out easy. Um, it, it, it's such a, such a difficult mental war. During the fight, the fight itself is the hardest sport in the world, right? 
and then after the fight, the layoff and the recovery is also extremely difficult. What would you say is the hardest period for a fighter? Personally, for me, bro, I hate the weight cut. <laughs> I hate the weight cut. So for me, bro, the weight cut is kind of, um, yeah, the shittiest part of, of the fighting game, bro. I, I really enjoy the preparation, the hard training and the suffering, and I really like that. Um, I also enjoy the fight, so I would say, for me, the weight cut is the shittiest part. <laughs> Why don't we see enough German fighters? Like, your one, I believe, Abus Magomedov, who was from Russia, he represented uh, Germany as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't see a lot of German fighters, but, yeah. dude, you guys, uh, every single nation has talent, so there should yeah. be some more. Yeah, I think the German, like the Germans, are. we have a few guys in the UC, or we had a few guys in the UC, over the uh, past years. I think um, I would look at the Germans more in kickboxing, K1 and boxing. Boxing over the years got a little bit down as well, but they're pretty strong. We have pretty strong K1 and kickboxing fighters. Like they fight in Asia and China and, and other big promotions. Glorious full now with a few strong German guys. Ahmed Chikmosa, Jihad Akipa and many, many others. Like there are strong fighters in Muay Thai, not too many because of the last over the last years, the Muay Thai scene was pretty pretty low. People weren't interested in it because of the average people, they didn't really understand the clinch. They don't really understand the clinch, and it was a little bit like with the elbows you do a lot of damage. There's a lot of blood, a lot of cuts. So for the average people, it was a little bit too brutal. But in the last years, thanks to MMA, Muay Thai is coming back also in Germany. So um, the people are now, now they like this, like smashing each other in the cage and a lot of blood. So Muay Thai is coming back, especially for the people that doesn't enjoy the ground fighting too much. And I really saw it as well. I see the promotions are getting bigger in Germany. Bigger fights are coming. Um, I went to the last um, uh, WBC World Games and fought for the German national team. And I was surprised that we had like so many good Muay Thai fighters, to be honest. Uh, like a lot of them always like traveled to Thailand and fought there in the stadium circuit or in, a, in, a, in, in, in smaller stadiums. So the, um, the how, how do I say, the, the eyes are not really on them, you know. They don't publish it too much. They're not in the big organizations. But I think, or I would say, or I can promise over the next years, I think there will... There will be a few few more German fighters to see. Also at one championship, like uh, Abdallah Ondas, he he fought for Lebanon, I think, but he's like located in was located in Germany as well. So he's kind of like a German guy who was fighting now, and I think um, it's just a matter of time. I know if a lot of hungry good guys, so I think they're gonna be seen one day. Who is a fighter that really influenced your kickboxing style, like? Um, that's an interesting question. To be honest, it changed a lot above the years. Like, as my level got higher, it changed, and also my style changed a lot. For example, one of my first favorite fighters was Porn Sane Sigmund Chai. He's known as one of the, like, uh, craziest brawlers and leg kickers. He smashed legs and smashed punches. So I was always a pretty aggressive fighter. Then I started clinching in Thailand. And I like fighters like Diesel Noy or Pech Buncho, like clinch fighters. One of my favorite fighters nowadays still is Jotun FA Group because he's also really famous and technical. Um, nowadays it's more like 
I create my own style, so I look more myself, and I just pick like different things from different fighters. So I like a lot of different fighters, and I just pick what they do best and try to create it in my own way. What are your goals for just this next year for coaching and fighting? Um, for coaching, what I have to say, I'm a coach and a fighter, and I will never be um, like I will never, I will never like use the full potential that I have as a coach as soon as I'm a fighter. Let's say that. So I think I gonna, I gonna, um, I have to stop fighting to be the coach that I want to be, you know, and to create the the fighters that I want to create because of the difference makes like. When I go home, about what do I think? Do I think about my fighters? Do I think about this? Do I think about this? I don't understand me wrong. I love to be a coach. I love holding pads. I love to help people grow in the gym. And I give everything I have in every session for everyone that needs me. But at the end of the day, I still have my focus on myself as a fighter. So uh, mainly, I, I have goals as a fighter. And that's just to improve my game to get a few few good wins now against good people and um, then go to the big stages bro normally i was up to fight next week for my first professional world championship in miami but my opponent um, yeah um, uh, the fight is off like because of whatever reasons so i'm a little bit sad about that but i know that my time will come because no opportunities are coming also thanks to my coach and thanks to my team right here and um, yeah, let's just fight, bro. I want to fight and see what happens. My biggest goal is not to be a world champion in this and this or to be that and that. I want to be able to perform in my highest, uh, highest potential, you know, to perform in my best. And I'm pretty sure the rest is just a matter of time and um, I'm going to get what I deserve, bro. Um, you trained with your friend TJ Brown. What was it like working with TJ? And bro, I like TJ. TJ is a really good guy. We are both like we both have a Filipino background that connected us like kind of from the beginning, and uh, and I like him. He was also living like kind of in my place. I rented him. We rented him a room out in my place. So we we kind of spend a lot of time together and we trained a lot together. So. I love him. He's good. He has a lot of potential. And I think he even improved his, his striking game in the time he was here. And you saw it in his last fight. Even when he got caught in that fight, he did an amazing performance and he, he showed what we did. And um, he's just funny, bro. But he's a, lazy, he's a little lazy cunt sometimes. So I have, to, I have to kick his ass and I always have to motivate him a little bit. But you know, that's fine because at the end of the day, he gets to work in, bro is what is your favorite Thai elbow variation? My favorite Thai elbow, I like the spinning elbow, but I also like basic shit, like the left up elbow, always good. I did it today in my class, time it, bait your opponent a little bit and then step in when he steps with the up elbow, left side, Katmala, it's a good one. You just brought up uh, that you did that in class. Who gives you the best rounds in your uh, sparring sessions? Um, bro, we have so many good fighters here and we always have fighters from all over the world and everyone has a different style so everyone is challenging different. Also, a lot of big guys so I would say everyone has his benefit for my training, bro. But let me say, Eddie, Eddie Farrell, bro, this guy is a beast, bro. He's a stone and he's so smart at the same time. It's the gym owner and my coach. His name is Eddie Farrell. 
bro, he's he's famous for being like a really hard brawler and being aggressive and walking forward. But bro, this guy is so smart as well and sparring him because he's also like way bigger than me, heavier and taller. It feels like I can't surrender and go home, bro. Like he's so smart and big and strong. And when you kick him, you hurt yourself. He's like a stone. <laughs> I saw a clip of you vomiting during training, I think. Oh, did yeah. you vomit? Or, yeah, and, I did. And if so, <laughs> and if so uh, how many times has this happened to you? Oh, not many times. But um, always, like, when that was to a point where I started my preparation and I came back from Europe, so I wasn't really fit as well. So, um, yeah, sometimes that can happen then. When did you get your tattoos and what do they mean? Um, I think when we start this star now, I could tell you like hours of stories about my tattoos because most of my tattoos have like a special meaning, but, um, I did a lot of tattoos like in the last two years here in Mexico as well. And yeah. Can you, can you pick me your biggest piece? And, and One of my biggest pieces is on my back. It's a Thai tattoo. It's in the middle of my back. Um, it's called uh, the the person like on my back or the figure is called Prapirap. He's like a god from the Buddhism culture, and he was sending from the heaven to the hell to be like the to 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 be like the king of the hell to to keep the bad things downstairs, you know. And he's the strongest in the hell, and he transformed to a demon. So he's good, but he looks bad, and he's strong, and his meaning is. He's like a really strong yant, so he gives you power when you have to perform and in difficult situations. So he's kind of like a warrior tattoo. Uh, is he is he evil or is he good? Like, he's good. What, he's good, but he he's like he's a he's a good god, but he looks like a demon. I see. I see. How much bone conditioning do you do for Muay Thai? Body conditioning. B bone, body, uh, whatever you want. Um. A lot though, like I would say every training from us is pretty conditioning because our pads are pretty hard, our backs are known to be really hard, they are like tie backs, so everyone who comes here first and kicks the backs is a little bit surprised. So we condition ourselves in every training. It's a really important what was part. It like, definitely. What was it like winning the ISKA, IPTA, uh, IPTA and the AITMA uh, championships? Yeah, like you said, these are different promotions or organizations and I won like multiple amateur titles in, in my career, like in Germany, national titles and also international. Um, it's good. It always brought me a step ahead. You know, it's nothing I would like, um, to be honest, mention now if you ask me who I am as a fighter or whatever. It's not like a WBC world title or whatever, but it's small steps you know and for me as as the as the fighter that i was to that point it was something big and something special it was an achievement especially my my uh, pro title like that i won in thailand uh, i won the nikonom tom festival a big international festival and got the nikonom tom champion in 2018 in ayutaya 60 kilograms and bro that was for me like my one of my dreams came true I did the whole preparation in Thailand, the whole fight camp. I fought in Thailand. I won. I won a belt in Thailand. Then the Nikonom Tom belt, honor the Muay Thai sport. That was a big dream for me. And uh, yeah, but there are many, 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 many more to collect. <laughs>
Mexico and your final prediction for Superbon versus Tawanchai. Who do you have in this fight? I said Tawanchai. Why do you have Tawanchai? Everyone's picked Superbon. Mm, Superbon is not to underestimate, and he, I think the fight can go either way. Yeah, to say that first of all. But Tawanchai is strong, he's really sharp. And the fighting style nowadays is a lot about sharpness. He's really sharp. He's slick. He's younger. He's young. Yeah. And when I check, when I just watch like the last five fights or the last performances of both, I would say Talon Chai. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Martel, for coming on the show. Is there any final remarks or statements you want to say? Hands up before we wrap up the podcast. Yeah, let me say thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for inviting me to this interview. And uh, yeah, let me introduce myself. Um, I hope to see more, more stuff of you. And uh, yeah, all the support, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marcel. Follow Marcel on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to anything on that on YouTube. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Thank you very much.